DC quits playing Monopoly, the possible return of Captain Kirk with conditions. THQ re-reckons early builds and lo- a lost game. Capcom unboots a dino crisis and Jurassic Half-Life and more on tonight's Triforce podcast. Well, I tell you what we are going to do. We is uh, start the show. Uh, we are starting the show and we are going live. I found this out because there's a big button that says go live at the bottom. Yeah, problem with this. Yeah. Um, I, I forgot to push that button so many times. So, I was to do so Saturday? Fa- Facebook switched it up on us. And so Saturday we were doing the part three. Link, shut up. That's not the name. Part three of Let's Play with your projangers. Uh, Legend uh, Elder Scrolls Online, Graymore expansion. And we did about like 40 minutes. I was still recording. On OBS, so I have all that on the YouTube, but we were recording for about 40 minutes before I got the hint of, hang on a second, we're not live. And then we fixed it for Lug Nuts in today, so that's my short little intro, but welcome, gang. This is Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network event. It's always an event when we get the gang together. This is the Triforce Podcast. I am one Matthew Bucherell, the Matman. To my left is Stephen Bucherell, big brother. And in the quarantine box, we have Katarina Thermoscara, Cat Go Google, and one hour Iron Kelly, Kelly Collins, joining us today. And, of course, we want you to hop on over here to pjnwh.com, man. We got all of our latest videos up here, including... The promos, the best sections of our podcast are popped up right here for you. First thing, we got the best part of yesterday's Lug Nuts, as well as Let's Play With Your Pajangers, Graymore Part 3. Uh, yesterday's Lug Nuts was, you're going to want the ladder. <laughs> I'm glad we have an echo. But uh, we also have all the other stuff here, like last week's Triforce podcast, Stealing Segways. Bad Deadpool. I could have put Twitchy's name at the back end of that one, but I didn't. I decided to go with Deadpool. But we are gonna we are gonna want you to go over here to contact us and let the team know what any kind of luggy and nuttiness you have going on, as well as any kind of do you want to be part of the Perjangers and Wallhangers Love Balloon, like our buddy Matt Kennedy and the Black Opinionated Podcast? Coming back with the All Lives Matter Podcast. He's also out there with the Not So Good Gamers streaming out there on the Facebook. Facebooks, you'll also find us there. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And each week, we gather here together to go over the greatest in geek culture and nerdy news. And tonight, DC quits playing Monopoly... The possible return of Captain Kirk with conditions. THQ re-reckons early builds and a lost game. Capcom unboots a dino crisis and Jurassic Half-Life and more on tonight's Triforce podcast. So, the story that I just alluded to in the beginning is that DC Comics... Ends off their 25-year relationship with Diamond Comics Distribution. This is pretty big, and it shocked the comic book nerd world here, because as many comic book fans know, 
you will always see that little icon on all your comics of Diamond Comics. They are they have a sole monopoly, a functional monopoly they call it within North America. But this kind of stresses that uh, fractures that a bit. So they don't have a monopoly anymore. No. But for 25 years, they've ruled the comic realm of you only went to Diamonds. Even when we met with Frank Link, he said, oh, yeah, no, you always go off the Diamond. Now, DC, especially in wake of the COVID, they wanted to put out content. So they went to Penguin uh, Penguin Random House. Now, moving forward, they're going to be going with Penguin Random House for their books, uh, pretty much their graphic novels, and their collector's editions. And the Lunar and U... CS will do the direct market and single issues. So you have three companies instead of one taking care of your needs for comics. Smaller companies that can actually now you have that chance to boost uh, and diversify the publishing realm in comics. So I don't really see this as a bad thing, but I have seen a lot of people online really bashing DC for just springing this on them. Well, that is what we call life. You're either going to do business our way, or there's the door. I mean, it's DC, Bye. Man. You know? They're like, Bye. no. You know? No. We're going to go with these guys. They can do your job, but I guarantee to you, those three companies are a lot cheaper than Diamond, then. The, the answer was... Yeah. Yeah. The answer was probably, why do we go with them? Because we've always gone with them. That's the dumbest idea ever. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we smash our heads on the door before we go out it? Well, we would I don't still know. be that with that line of thinking. We'd still be using coal. Yeah, oh, we actually, are. we we do. We still use coal, except right. they they prefer it right. if you call it clean coal. I mean, it doesn't make it any cleaner, but it makes you think. It's well, I'd clean. prefer if you thought I was seven foot tall, but that doesn't make it true. But they asked us to call it clean coal. Well, what do we have for? Shit, uh, sorry, I got to step off that soapbox. Um, but. I don't see this as a bad thing. It's diversifying the comic industry, but a lot of people have their nipples twisted about it. Um, They might have their nipples twisted about this story, which is HBO Max, the head of that section of Warner Brothers. Tony, uh, not even going to try. You want to find... Here's his name, Kelly. You're always fucking the grammar police for everything. What What is his last name right there? Highlighted. Tony. Tony Concalpus. There we go. Okay, Tony that, what he said. Our Iron Kelly confirms from out in the field, Tony Congavis uh, discusses the Snyder Cut and whether or not it's going to be a precedent for other things. Now, he sat down here with The Verge, and he says that there's a difference between that fandom and, like, Friends or Harry Potter fandom, uh, which hasn't necessarily gone... uh, out of their way for the past three years demanding certain things in a certain kind of way that the Snyder Cut fandom has, like spending a campaign taking out billboards in Times Square and putting out like 150000 you know, towards charity. That kind of says you want something done. Yeah. A little bit. So, little bit. she asked, the reporter for The Verge asked if this was going to be a precedent, especially for fans clamoring for the David Ayer cut of the uh, Suicide Squad, which we talked about last week, how Jared Leto have, may, have, uh, may have inadvertently been shit on. Gonsalves. Gonsalves. Oh. Gonsalves. Oh, well, we were always. Gonsalves. Oh. Just leave the Portuguese ones for me. I'll do those. 
Got you. So this guy, what what she not what he not what he said, what she no, said, what she said, not what I said. I don't know what I'm talking about. Clearly, I just wear the hat. Um, there we go. He says that the industry and consumers, the industry and consumers aren't always aligned, but consumers do tend to win. You know the yeah. What you think when it comes you to want video? entertainment, content, consumers have had more choice than ever, and they have had more of voice than ever as well. So this doesn't mean they're going to invest all their dollars in every fandom, but the big ones that make them, I guess, the squeaky wheel gets the most grease. Okay. So if people are really passionate about seeing this air cut, the terrifying Jared Leto Joker... You know, the conflicted Harley Quinn. Maybe that could happen in the future. You know, you got... Mm, I'd like to see Warner Brothers fire Amber Heard. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They did. That they did. But one that is going into somebody else who got fired. Ruby Rose, who was Batwoman in this next story. The season two of Batwoman will not recast Kate Kane. They will not replace her. They will go off on something completely different. So, Batwoman, THR. Well, they're not how, Batwoman at all? Well, they will, because it wouldn't be Batwoman without a Batwoman. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter has confirmed that the CW has chosen not to recast Kate Kane. Instead, they've uncovered a single deleted casting notice looking for an actor uh, to play a new starring role identified... As Ryan Wilder. Which is probably just a placeholder. There's no actual tie to that in the comics. But it's uh, actual description they have in here for the casting notice. She's likable, messy, uh, goofy, untamed. She's also nothing like Kate Kane, the woman who wore the bad suit before her. With no one in her life to keep her on track, Ryan spent years as a drug runner, dodging the GCPD and masking her pain with bad habits. A girl who would steal milk from an alley cat could also kill you with her bare hands. Ryan is the most dangerous type of fighter, highly skilled, wildly undisciplined, an out lesbian, I don't know what that has to do with fighting, uh, athletic, raw, passionate, <laughs> fallible, does that, did, and does that very help much in some way? not your stereotypical all-American hero. Does someone want to Google that? No. Did they is mention that a type that? of martial makes, arts? Is that a type of martial art? I don't think I'm familiar with that. You could put that in a separate part of that whole paragraph, though. Maybe She's a likable, messy lesbian, goofy, untamed. Yeah, they didn't have that to put part, that. that. She's a highly skilled fighter, wildly undisciplined, a lesbian. So, yeah, okay, calm down. We don't need to put that in with fighting and athleticism and passionate you know, fallibility. We don't have to do that. We can just put that in a different part of the sentence. Yeah. The if I'm going to nitpick. We're going to write a letter to the editor about why you didn't put that in the first sentence, because that's totally where it belongs. Yeah, I was going to say that would have worked better as the, the very person that they were going to keep her as, because that one yeah. was broke with lesbians. Did Ruby Rose get fired, or did she quit? 
it's, she said she, but he said he, she was fired. It's still it's back and forth. It's a tumult. It was. They say it was. Uh, it's apparently like that girlfriend that no, no, no. We're totally cool. It was an equal separation, but really, you hate her guts. Like it was that kind of thing <laughs> with them. I feel like they're okay. just putting up a good front on either side. So I don't really th- see that as you're going to get the right answer either way. Yeah. But one right answer that we are going to see here, hopefully, Matt Reeves, the Batman. Well, they're planning a trilogy. And not only that, they're planning on introducing a new Joker. Oh. Okay. So rumors say that not only three Bat films, but you're going to get a new Joker showing up as one of the villains in the second and third movie. The other rumor says that Bane may be joining as one of the villains as well. So, we already know we got Catwoman, Riddler, uh, Penguin, uh, we have uh, Carmine Falcone, uh, we Are we have forgetting anybody? Andy Sykes as Alfred, you know, that's all the first movie. And now it's going to be I see this as just like a Batman, a bunch of villains, but if it's done right, this could adequately show what like a night for Batman would actually be like. It's not like the Joker calls up the Riddler like, yo, when you plan on that robbery, uh, you going <laughs> to do that Tuesday, dude? I was gonna do a, f- I was gonna do a jewelry heist on Tuesday, you know. So you have that chaos, and Batman needs to be everywhere. So I think if they kind of pull on that. They could find a, a lot of good stuff here with this, especially making it a trilogy because people love trilogies. Do you got? Are you guys okay with a trilogy here? I'm fine with it. I actually would like to see some of the cast of Gotham get new life in these movies because that those villains were really well cast. I thought. Besides, Nick, besides uh, the Joker at the end. Aside from who? The Joker at the end. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God, no! Cameron Monaghan did a great, you know that what they did, did with him was great, but that wasn't my Joker. That was a Joker toy that you left in the sun. That's what that Joker looked like. What was the guy's name that did Penguin? Um, Danny DeVito. No, from the show. No. Oh, oh I didn't. I didn't watch it. There's only one Penguin to me. The one that they cast for Penguin and the one that they cast for Enigma, they were really beautifully cast. I would love to see the two of them. You wouldn't expect them because how tall he is, but he played it really, really, really well. Yes, he did. He He played it well. And how he had that messed up thing with his leg that caused him to walk like the Penguin. That was fantastic. He had it in the beginning, then he lost it, and then he got it back. I thought, you, you know, it was... It all played together really well. But see, that is what played well for Gotham, is that they were gritty and real. And if you take that gritty and realness of what they set up there, and you just plunge a Batman, Robert Pattinson Batman, in there with, like, a movie, and you just have a slice of, yes, these are the villains he was dealing with, and this is the story he's trying to get down to the bottom of it, Detective Noir, Batman, go. I think that could I mean, still be a good movie. It has a very noir feel to it already. I think it would have tied in really beautiful. And they are saying that the UK studios are starting to open up now. So Batman, the Batman, Matt Reeves is going to start filming again. The Witcher is going to start filming again, amongst other movies. The film industry is going to start start up soon. So we'll have more to talk about. 
Hey. It's always a good thing. Because I can tell in the past couple of weeks of news, it was just like, uh, I don't know, this is something that could have happened that didn't. I'm like, okay. Not a lot out oh, there. Look. The old man's watching. Hey, Christopher Bristol. Oh, he is there. And Jamie Rodriguez. Hello, all. Portuguese power! I kind of feel like that should be like a He Man kind of call. Okay. Yeah. And think- Christopher Bristow saying, hello, all. So. <laughs> what do we think? What do you guys think of the Batman? Let us know in the comments, and we're going to hop on over here to the next story because it is extremely hot. That's what I'm saying. These kind of podcasts are going to get a lot shorter. Like this one, MCU. Uh, the X-Men lineup is possibly revealed here, which is actually a bit of good news. And a lot of your favorites, very misleading because not a lot of them in that picture, but a Marvel insider, Mickey Sutton, he explains that Marvel's plans for the X-Men are still in the early stages and that the mutants are going to be introduced Avengers-style in other characters' films. But the initials lineup will include Cyclops, Marvel okay. Girl, or Jean Grey. Okay. Thunderbird, who you saw we last saw in The Gifted, the Fox show. He's gonna be making an appearance in the Marvel Universe. And it doesn't turn out well for him. But Nightcrawler, everybody knows, Sunfire, Havoc, and of course, Storm, which she will be from Wakanda. And he goes in here to say that pretty much we can probably see Storm popping up in Black Panther 2. Yeah, probably. Have they cast that? Um, well, they haven't cast a Storm, and they haven't cast any of it, but it's still early. But the early plans and plot lines of show, bringing them in Avengers style, I like that. You know, mm-hmm. showing them off just one at a time, Wolverine showing up, you know, just like they're planning on Daredevil just popping up in Spider Man 3. You know, it's like the worst kept secret ever. But as soon as he pops up, everybody's going to love it. You know, it's that kind of thing. Storm and Black Panther get married in the comics. So it just makes sense. She's going to be from Wakanda. And. Yeah, that's. There's a lot that they could do with that. And obviously, he. Thunderbird got killed off early in the X Men comics. So whether or not they're going to follow that or not, because obviously they took their, you know, creative you know, sight over to do something different with the gifted. And Thunderbird was actually probably one of the better characters in that show. Which Big Brother has a problem with their acting. It's not very good. Some of the acting's alright. But just some of it's like (sighs) And of course, we're gonna see a different Sauron, apparently. This Sauron got bit by a, uh, and you can't really, well, I guess you can make this up, a radioactive pterodactyl. And now he has the power to turn into a dinosaur. So, normal MCU. Yeah, but he's a mad scientist supervillain. So he's supposedly going to be one of these people. And he's going to be alluding to Mr. Sinister. Now, if you have a Mr. Sinister underlay with a lot of, uh, you know, setting that up for like an epic X-Men movie. And maybe going into more of a deeper line with Mr. Sinister and the X-Men. Going right off of, they're trying to go for a different take here with the X-Men. I could see just steering this right around that alley, having those guys as the first initial ones to introduce people to the X-Men. Nice diverse cast. Sunfire, I looked up. He was actually uh, a Japanese guy with like uh, plasma powers who could fly. So, Sunfire. 
So I'm really interested in what they're where they're going to go with this, especially if they're going with more of a Mr. Sinister vibe for the first kind of evil daddy and not really focusing on the cliche Magneto. Yeah. Because that, that would be fantastic. That was the exact problem that the actual uh, Fox joint of movies. That's a problem that I think they had with that. They just went right off to Magneto, and you could have went Mr. Sinister or any any other different ways with them. But we already had an actor. Yeah, you had an actor line up. An actor. And we liked him, so we got to make a movie, even if it's bad. Because we like the actor. And I tell you what, another actor that we like is William Shatner. And this next story, as soon ago as March 1st, he said, no, I think Captain Kirk's story is pretty much well played out at this point. Well, turns out he is now open to returning as Captain Kirk with conditions. Really? Conditions. Yeah. They have to say his lines to him. He doesn't have to memorize anything. Well, that was already a condition to have his lines read to him. Oh, that was that was like from day one. Okay. But even uh, uh, even though he has denied it in the past, uh, he sat down with Metro UK and said if they wrote it and they made it reasonable sense, then I would love to revive Captain Kirk. I wouldn't do it. Uh, I wouldn't do a series, and if the role was ri- written properly and it wasn't a cameo or gratuitous, I would just be there to show my face. I wouldn't do that. So he's not going to do a full series. He's not going to do a cameo. It sounds like he wants like a supporting character role or something like that. Bitch, 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 bitch. I told you conditions. A captain consultant. What, what, what happened to the kid that was doing it? What's his face? The new guy. Christopher Pine. Right. I think get him. guy whose name I can't remember. Yeah. More character. He'll be, he'll be Christopher Have Pine. him do it. Have him do it. We don't, we don't, I don't need your conditions. We'll offer him the money or we'll get somebody new. <laughs> because they're actors. They come off. found him in like the Nexus thing. It's yes, and now what they did. He kind of had a supporting role that way. Is that what he's talking about? I'm not going to spoil anything from Picard, but they could do a similar uh, season one ender to Picard to Captain Kirk to bring him back. Oh, keep that yeah. vaguely I hear enough. That was really bad. Yeah, it was dumb. But they could do that, or they could because do time of, travel because it worked so well the first time. Yeah, they could do time travel. I mean. Time travel's never... It's kind of played out, but it's either that or, I mean, you know, hologram. Maybe it's a holodeck interface. I don't fucking yeah, know. Yeah, there you go. You know, like... That would make sense. Like, that I'd buy. That you know, buy. like, you just have something yeah. different. And, oh, well, I, you know, I've really loved Captain Picard. You can have it, like, so far in the future, we haven't seen anything Star Trek. But this one captain just loves this holodeck program with fucking William but he Shatner. He's appearing older <laughs> than he was when he died in the film, so that would be weird anyway. Yeah, the guy had the program running for a while. Yeah, so he's self-aware that he's a hologram, and he's just look. They have had self-aware holograms before. I quote Voyager, the medical uh, program. Yeah, the doctor. Doctor, uh, I don't think he had a name. Doctor was his name. Doctor? 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 He wasn't the doctor, though. He didn't have, he never had like a proper name. No. They never gave him. 
But I really, I really would like to see. And he wonders William why Shatner he thought he was a second-class citizen. Kirk, you know, maybe give it like that Picard feel to it. You know, give it that re- realistic kind of feel to where you know it's still very you know uh, political in Picard. It's not as like a, the dream fantasy world where everybody just gets together and what's money? We don't have money in the thirty-first century. We shoot space aliens. Now Picard's just, you know, Picard, they're just like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't get paid that much. Like what, did money just have a comeback? I, I don't quite get the econ- economic structure of the future. I don't know. What's up next? Well, i tell you what may be up next, which is a little bit of hope. A new hope? Potentially, because... The first plot de- details are emerging from the Rain Johnson planned Star Wars trilogy, which nobody knows if it will or won't happen. So, essentially here, while uh, close, sources close to We Got This Covered heard that the plot will revolve around the Force-sensitive kid we saw in The Last Jedi, who picked up the broom, and it will take uh-huh. place after The Rise of Skywalker, many years after... There are now many Jedis in the galaxy. Rey serves as mentor to the kid, while Rey's own daughter is the new master of the Sith, leading the equivalent to the Empire. She's been busy. Apparently nobody learned that Jedis are not supposed to fuck. Uh, Luke didn't tell them that, so she decided I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. And that's what I want to do. They burned the Jedi temples and said to go their own way, so maybe they've opened it up. To, you know, I think the Empire like crushed the Jedi Temple and like used it for like condos because they could make money. It's now the uh, the Master Yoda condo complex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't. They, they don't look like the type that are sentimental. Half like, off on May the fourth. Yeah, but I mean, it's your condos now. It used to be a Jedi Temple. Now we have a great lakeside view. How did we make a galaxy long time ago and far, far away so capitalistic? Because that's... Have you been there? <laughs> have you been there? That You can go there. There's a box over there. We can just go there. They I are. could go They're for great a, capitalists. could go and, for a nice cup of java juice. You but, know, uh, they're great capitalists for totalitarian. Katarina, you're my Star Wars buddy here. What do you think of just the overlying plot there? You know, is it too just... Does it have to be a relative for the goddamn Sith Lord? I think that we've played out the Skywalkers to death. Yeah. Uh, literally. Well, it's Disney. And they they know how to beat a dead horse. For something completely unrelated but set in that world. Yeah. And having it constantly be... Old Republic. Yeah. Set... 2,000 years before the Je- before the Skywalker saga is the High Republic. That would, that would be... Or no, that's 200. 2,000 is the Old Republic. 200 years is where they're going with the High Republic. So, High Republic, you're still before Palpatine. You're right in that cusp of all the Jedi that you could ever think of in the galaxy, exploring the Outer Rim and mapping everything, being real peacemakers. I see that as more of a... It's close enough, but far enough away that 
you know, you could take a couple names that you may have heard in like a film or like Clone Wars and run with that and make that person a character in a complete story. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Rebels, I thought was really well done, and it, and it does have some tie-ins, but it's its own separate thing, and yes. that's what made it great. I mean, it was in the universe, but it wasn't directly tied into the main characters. And I think that we've 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 seen that we've seen it through to its end. However, your opinion is, and we need to move on and do new things. Mm-hmm. We're not limited to just that one right. thing. Uh, I just kind of wish they would move on. Well, I mean, I could definitely see that, but I I do want to I want to see more of Ray's story though. Like I've rewatched all the movies, and I still want to see what happens with Ray. It's just That's she what happens Finn and Finn, yeah, mainly Finn, especially with John Boyega showing that the Force is strong with him in recent events. Oh, yeah. John Boyega is just the quintessential nerd, too. He no- he loves the culture. I want to see him become a badass Jedi, man. Bring Mace Windu back. Have him train uh, Finn. That would dead? be so awesome. Okay. He has, like, a robot hand. Even if he just came back as a Force ghost. Yes! Yeah, absolutely. I would be one hundred percent down for that. Absolutely, different force ghosts, especially with uh, you know Clone Wars and Rebels. Different force ghosts have come back to train Jedi, so that's not out of the realm of possibility. Says Mother quite a bit. Yes, mm-hmm. that'll be the Hulu version. That'll be the Hulu version. <laughs> but I definitely, you know, I saw that, and it's just a little thing that we don't know where Disney's going to go with that, but. I'm excited to wherever they go. If they choose those two things that we have heard so far, it sounds good. Yeah. Wherever they go, it's going to look beautiful, and that in and of itself is reason enough for me to watch it. Now, another thing that's probably going to end up good here is this next story. THQ. You Nordic. You know them. You love them. They got the rights from 38 Studios to a little game that is going to be remastered, or what they call... Re-Reckoning Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning The prices Mm. and everything have been announced But THQ Nordic They got the rights back to that Now they're remastering the 2012 game For stunning visuals Refined gameplay And Not only are you getting Just the remastered stuff You're also getting all of the DLC. There were two DLC packs and pre-order content. All that's going to be added in the remastered edition, which is going to go for about forty bucks. Wow, game was really good. Sounds like a deal. I am so glad you played this too, Kelly. I loved this game, especially. I was a dual wielder. I had uh, the Xena circles, and you could just throw those sons of bitches. You had like a good fire ring, man. You could fuck people up for days. There were a bunch of weapons, a bunch of side quests, and especially I was a, with... I was a Hammer fan. Okay. Okay. The Hammer could cause wreck in that game, though. Oh, yeah. So, oh, I'm really happy that they got the rights back, and apparently, they're shooting... The rumor is they're shooting for August, so as soon as they got the rights back, they must have immediately started, all right, remaster that shit, and started mm-hmm. working on it, because if we're getting in in August, this has been something that's been long in the pipeline. Now... Like I said, the game's going to go for 40 bucks. But if you're stupid enough, they have a collector's edition, which, of course, you can get uh, a 21-centimeter-tall collectible statue of Dorker Fifth, or Reef, a rogue, uh, Island Shear. She was an NPC. So you can get a little thing of an NPC, 
a keychain with the game's logo. Do you get discs, all three discs for all systems? P- no, it's PC? just one. Oh, you only, yeah, you it's only just get one. You only get well, that's, yeah. that. Yeah, isn't that false advertising? Well, no, they're saying they're showing you which ones it'll oh. be available on, which is PlayStation okay. Four, Xbox One, and PC. Hmm. But you're also going to get five postcard size pieces of artwork Ooh. and the soundtrack for the how game. How much more? Now, how much would you pay for all of this in one package bundle? Nothing. I gotta tell you, it's a it's a hundred and nine dollars and ninety nine cents. If you think that's really? a steal, then I have another deal for you. I have got a mountain in Florida to sell you. It's the biggest one ever. But yeah, I just think the collector's edition is dumb. You're giving me a statue of an NPC, which is twenty one centimeters, and a postcard. Oh, hey, I got the collector's edition. I sent him a postcard. <laughs> so proud of you, sweetie. My mom's proud of me. I'm glad to see you're spending your money wisely. <laughs> it was how much? <laughs> yeah. But love the game or not, I would, like, I would definitely put 40 bucks on it. Maybe. So another thing that I would put money on is this game that unfortunately we'll never see the light of day. So there was a little plan for the MCU with the original uh, Avengers movie, which was a Left for Dead style co-op, and it was Iron Man, uh, Thor, Captain America. And uh, you're going through based off of the Secret Scroll Invasion, and well, it didn't get through Gray Box. It looks like, well, kind of. Yeah, it was a canceled first-person Avengers game, man. And the footage is an early build of the game, but it yeah. does show the co-op. Um, and the game was inspired by the Secret Eva- uh, uh, Secret Invasion, like I said, with the scrolls here. And they got Bob from accounting to play Thor as well. <laughs> Yeah. Bob is very popular in accounting. He's playing Thor all over the place. He's not going to work in accounting much longer. I mean, that's not bad gameplay, though. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> that's be better to play. Look at this guy. I know. This guy sucks. But they do have other guys. Like, let's see here. Uh, here we go. This guy's playing as Thor. Which, you know, he does fly a little bit. So he has. They have all their, you know. Well, in a game like this, you'd have to limit. As you can't just have him flying to the end of the level. And you know, the guy a out. god heal. But you know, being an early build, if they had time with this, they were going to plan it to coincide with the 2012 uh, Avengers movie. And then, well, THQ went under. They had a little oh, yeah. financial trouble and eventually closed. One year after acquiring the rights to the Avengers. They sh- told the devs to shut it down. Oh THQ Australia and Blue Tongue Entertainment back in 2011, man. The footage was found on a hard drive acquired by Obscure Gamers, the video game preservation community, and it is uh, uploaded to the Muse- Museum of Play. If I could talk. Museum of yeah, Play? Man. There are gamers who are just out there. Here's some Hulk gameplay. That there are gamers out there who are just out there for just the preservation of gaming, man. They want they want to be able to show people, hey, this 
is a game that never came out. This is what happens. We had, they had a great Glitches idea. Glitches and all. Early stage. This wasn't done. It was going to be a lot more, you know, uh, graphically stunning. That world there was going to be so in depth. Because, you know, but it never watch happened. Play, uh, watch us play Adventures in the map of Portal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Is there cake? There better be cake at the end. They told me there would be cake. <laughs> God, it is Portal. Fuck, Left for Dead Portal. Okay. Not all in one sentence. That's that's a weird porno version of it. But name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> but I love that man. Even though it's canceled, they had an idea and they they rolled with it. So you you know take it take it or leave it. And one thing you can also take is, yet again, more THQ, Dead Island 2. Early build of... This is of, one of the best games ever. Yeah. Dead Island was so good. And mm. it was back in, like, what, 2014, we saw the amazing trailer for this game. I probably played this game over and over again. I spent so many hours on that game. Yeah. <laughs> this is reportedly an early build. The, yeah. It came with this gameplay footage by Gamers Prey and screenshots. The screenshots Redditor found were uh, posted June 19th of 2015. So it's still very earlier on. So you'll have to take it with a grain of salt on whether any of this is still you know, how they're going to have it in the final stages. But there's a lot of stuff that we do see here. One thing you'll see in his hand there is that machete kind of uh, modified. The so they're taking more of like a dead rising kind of weapon there with this mm-hmm. weird crossbow. You can also dual wield because you'll also they see did him. That, though. They had a, we had to find um, like schematics or yeah. uh, blueprints to make certain weapons. Like, oh, this one's to make add fire damage. That, yeah, that's when. Electrocution. Yeah, because when this came out, crafting was starting to be... Uh, yeah, it was starting to really pick really up. Really start to be a thing. But the dual wielding I like. You could dual wield a machete and a pistol. And slash and shoot. Idea. Nice combo for that, which I'm pretty sure even... That is one hell does. of a machete. But lasts forever. a lot more zombies popping up yeah, everywhere. For on that one. For a, yeah. Especially for an early build. This is not bad. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Yeah. Better than the stuff you get in the 90s. Wow. Cool wielding right there. A gun yeah. The See what I'm saying, man? I'm loving that. And it's... it. Honestly, I would play the fuck out of that. I just really... there's The problem is that there has been nothing from yeah. Dead Island. We haven't seen anything up until this from 2014. And this they had this done that you could have, you know, showed a friend. Like, good lord, whoever writes their NDAs... You need to get that man on everybody. Nobody's saying shit after that. Apparently. Because this is one of the most well-kept secrets ever. Nobody's seen any kind of footage. Now we get a little bit of early stuff with a lot of really gory, smash-em-up zombie awesomeness. Okay. The slobber got him. Slobber goblin, indeed. And uh, I like this one, which is like the dual knives. Running around, just a stabby, stabby, stab. I'm a big old fan of the stabby, stab, if you watch Let's Play with your pajangers. All right. So, what else we got? 
So we'll have it's to really hot in here. It is really hot in here. So we'll have to keep an eye out for more stuff on the Dead Island front, especially with a lot of the um, online game uh, conventions going to be starting up here. Uh, I think next week. PlayStation has their announcement coming up and on the 11th, so we'll have a lot more information on on the games crazy. coming out. It's crazy because because like I literally just started playing State of Decay too. Oh, I love uh, that game. But yeah, um, and it's it's that game is so fucking hard. Xbox. Um, yeah, for uh, crossplay. Play, playing on, on uh, <laughs> Nightmare, it's like. I'm playing with, playing with people. You can oh, play. I could play with you. By yourself, I like lost. No giggity, Who but I could play with you. Crossplay, PC Master Race. There's crossplay, so I can I can play with you if you want to hop on. We could rule a town. We'll stream. we'll stream it. Excellent. Yes, a great idea. Now that would be you would be playing with different perjangers then. Let's play with your other perjangers. I like it. Coming soon. One thing that's I not. And. Uh, <laughs> Well, one thing that's not coming soon is Capcom's reportedly rejected project for a Dino Crisis reboot. Oh, well. They were looking around, you know, the PS4 kind of range for this one. And uh, Capcom, who, man, their latest step uh, in the latest episode of Game History Secrets. you got to check this out. This man actually, uh, the YouTuber... Uh, Liam Richard Robertson has gotten FaceTime with former member of Capcom's now defunct Vancouver branch, and mm-hmm. he reveals that Dino Crisis reboot at one point in time had been on the table due to uh, the disappointment that was Dead Rising 4, the Vancouver branch, mm-hmm. was closed. The idea was pitched about five years ago, and the higher-ups still shot that shit down. Uh, but yet... The devs believed that Capcom Japan was simply unwilling to invest in the new technology that the project would require. Now, and it mentions a couple of other titles that would have been going on, but got shot down, like an action-focused Resident Evil, Animusha, Revival, and a Mega Man side-scroller. But we already got Mega Man 11, so they did that one. Okay. Unless it was Not a different one. style or a different type of a Mega Man game that was a side scroller, but it seems okay. a little bit ridiculous. But I mean, uh, so they're just doing nothing over there. Yeah, no, not they're really doing a thing. I doing mean, a whole lot of nothing. Look, if they would have said remastered, nothing. they would have went away with it right at the jump. But you said the wrong re. You said reboot. Hmm. You can't say the wrong re. Especially in these day and ages. Yeah. You can't reboot. No, reboot's an ugly word. Remake. Oh, now that's like an archaeologist or a person who, you know, repairs old paintings. That's just bringing out the beauty of an old game. That's the okay. remake. The reboot. Oh, that's ugly. That's, curator? you know. Hey, yeah, there curator. You go. That's the word I was looking for. The great curator of video games. But. You know, that's that's the kind of difference I see in that. But if they would have went with remake, well, I think they would have probably gotten that done and we would have already seen it. But we will never know. We will. It's just like doing the uh, you know, your your resume. It's all about the wording. Yeah. You need yep. to inspire. You really get a lot about your resume. I do interviews and it's it's really all about what you say. I mean, make sure all the words are spelled properly, but like, you know. 
Well, I tell you one thing that is. If you come in like a moron, I'm not gonna hire you. Sorry. Jesus fucking Christ with all these ads. But I'll tell you one thing that's gonna happen here. We're gonna check out some gameplay footage from Diablo 4. Showing off the barbarian character while no release date is out there yet. That's not stopping the hype train. So, I love the Diablo games. And the barbarian character alone, he looks like just a Billy Badass who's going to kick ass and take names. Okay. It looks like a lot more of Diablo uh, that you love, especially here with the uh, dungeon. Um, you're crawling around. God damn it. It's... Here we go. I wasn't a barbarian fan. No, I, I forget what the hell I played. Um... Damn, I'm going to have to log back into Diablo 3 because, that, God, that's just so fun. You do the same level. It's almost Cross like... platform as well? Well, this is... I would say this is more top-down. It's not really a platformer. Platformer is side. Cross-platform. Oh, cross-platform. Um, I, th- I think it is. I'm not sure. I'd have to double-check that one. I'd, I'd have to look it up. Because my wife used to play this. She got obsessed with Diablo 3 with me, and we played all the time. And I'd come home from work, and she'd be already on it and trying to catch up to my character. And you know what? When anyone was catching up to my character, I was Paragon, Paragon like 275. Oh, yeah. I got into the Paragon, but I tell you what, it may not be cross play because it's literally available everywhere. Even on your fridge, you can play Diablo 3. It's kind of like the Skyrim effect. It's out there everywhere, so they're just like, well, you already own it five times. Why do we have to have crossplay? Because it's that good. You kept rebuying it. Okay. But the fourth one, I can't wait. They need to give me a release date. Even if it's just barbarian uh, footage, I mean, you have a very detailed... I think they're, they use Unreal Engine. I'm not sure if it's a new one or not. Um, but it's a lot more detail, especially when we saw the trailer. This is going to, especially with this gameplay footage, people are going to be sinking thousands of hours into this. Yep. Including Kelly and his wife. Bringing families together here on Pajangers and Mulhangers. One thing that's not going to be brought together, while Cyberpunk 2077 will not be brought together with Stadia at launch in September. Okay. So, Cyberpunk 2077, it's going to be released for all the other bigs, PC, uh, Xbox, and PlayStation, on September 17th. But, if you're looking for Stadia, which I don't know many people who are, you're going to have to wait. They're saying they're going to get it out before the end of the year. And some are speculating this could be linked to maybe next-gen console kind of graphics on the Stadia version. But, that's only rumors at this point, and I wouldn't really get your hopes up for that. I don't think anyone's really getting their hopes up for Google Stadia. Except no. collectors. Collectors would want one. No, but they are getting hyped for uh, Cyberpunk 2077, which I really can't wait to get my sink, sink my teeth into that one. This is another one that I really can't wait to sink my teeth into. Ninja Simulator. Now... That just sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. <laughs> almost like, you know, you get, you know, truck simulator, mechanic simulator. Like, oh my god, this is awesome. It's not like I'm there. This one is a little bit different. And I have where you're able to find it, Kelly, on Steam. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
So see, that's how it's supposed to work. That's exactly how it's supposed to work. But here we see oh, I it's. Have myself on mute that time. <laughs> <laughs> so here you see it's a, a steam and describes it. Uh, add it to your wish list today. It's an action-adventure stealth game which takes place in feudal Japan. You play a mercenary hired for infiltration, espionage, and elimination. Your actions to strengthen or overthrow rival clans and change the history of the world. Ninja Stimulator. I, I, simulator. Simulator. That right. is a completely different game. Oh. Might also be on Steam. <laughs> right. It might be on Steam. I don't know. They have a lot of weird games on here. Make sure you have parental controls enabled. Just saying. There's a lot of freaky shit on here. But we also... mostly because of Link. (laughs) That dog. Yeah. But... (laughs) Here we see some screenshots they have here, though, which we get a little bit more of the sense. You have a mini-map, you have your HUD with all your weapons here, and it's all stealth, which that's my favorite. That's why I love Assassin's Creed. I love being stealthy. Stealthy ninja in feudal Japan, and you're calling it a simulator. I don't know how simulator it's going to be, because we've gotten, like, goat simulator. Uh, what's the one? Farm simulator, which, no way. It's really boring. It was... Like driving a tractor around. Working on a farm. farm. Like dude, a lot of people stream farming simulator and a lot of people watch it. I don't I don't I don't understand it. I I don't drive the tractor back and forth on the field. I would much rather play Ninja Simulator and throw Shuriken. Now drive the tractor back and forth again. Yeah. But no release date just to be announced, but you can click that mash that green button right there and add it to your wish list. As well as this one, Cowboy Life Simulator. Oh, yeah! Did you want to be a cowboy? I'm not talking Red Dead Redemption 2 with your Superman mob that just makes them fly and throw people really far. This, you are actually living the life of a cowboy. And it's uh, May 27th, 2021. Rock Games, uh, Rock Game, is also developing this one. So you can add this one to your wish list as well. And you can be a cowboy and a ninja all in the same night. We call them cow ninjas, sir. We are not, you know, we're sympathetic over here. We're sympathetic to their cause. Yes. Against the giant space gorillas. I tell you one person we are not sympathetic to. We are not sympathetic to Sony right here because Sony was fined millions of dollars by the Australian government. What did they do? Did they say a bad word? They did not say a bad word. Um, But one thing Sony did... The Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, the ACCC, uh, has accused Sony of breaching Australia's consumer laws, asking the console manufacturer to pay $3.5 million in fines after it took advantage of, and i got to tell you, Australia is really the key thing to pick up here because this would not happen in America. This all happened because of four PS4 players. Four. Fucking four. There's only eight people who live in the entire country. (laughs) That's half their population. Maybe I'm just being insensitive. It's those four guys and the three guys from Top Gear Australia. That's the only people who live there. The other five people are Xbox players, huh? Yeah. The other five are Xbox players. Probably two Steam. You know. 
and everybody but, else are there, whatever. <laughs> Switch. Um, but they're saying that they took advantage of these four PS4 players. The players asked for a refund for Sony following a purchase of faulty digital products from the console storefront. Sony told them that they weren't entitled to refunds, claiming that the products were either downloaded or have been purchased within 14 days prior uh, than... No compensation would be reimbursed for those affected by the broken games, which goes against Australians' consumer regulations. That's an ass-cheek fucking regulation to have, especially for a digital game. Oh, you can't return it if you downloaded it. How the fuck am I supposed to know if I like it? Yeah, I don't know. Steam, they give you two weeks. Hey, man, yeah. play the game. You don't like it? Tell me you like it. I'll give you your money back. Two, three days, money's back in your account. You forgot about that game ever happened. It happened to me a couple times with Steam. And yeah. I don't You're see like, why what Sony... what was I doing? I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't see why Sony can't just fucking adapt that philosophy that Gabe Newell That's already really adapted. Big Sony is. Like, it's not like it's, it's, like it's going to be a big hit to them. Because we are Sony. We are the Empire, and you'll do as we wish. Look, man, four people cost you $3.5 million. Did those four people get that money? I don't know. It doesn't say. Because, pack up. I think we're going to Australia. But Sony may be too focused on their state-of-the-art SSD and their 4K digitals to be be bothered by this. So you never know. They are kind of the aristocrats. I imagine that they do have their pinky up in meetings. Yes, let's charge them more. And, yes, pinky up. So, <coughs> the four, if it's 14 days you're old, you won't be repurchased. But 3.5 million, that goes against their code of regulation. So, pretty much, they don't care if you bought something, digital products, or in the storefront... They both have equal rights in Australia, and you got to respect that. I like the Australians for that. You know yeah. those twelve people that live down yeah, there. They don't care the how they got going something. on down there. They they got some nice rules. Huh. I mean, besides you know Australia, they, I like that rule. Besides, they censor a lot of video games. I mean, besides that, yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five wasn't allowed. All of them. Yeah. No. Basically, everything Rockstar Games has ever made is never. They all have free speech. They and everything. Can't watch. They probably can't watch this. So you know what? I think I'll stay here where we have free speech. So, one thing that you will be getting here is Half-Life, uh, Half-Life 2 uh, Jurassic Park mod. Uh, Jurassic Life. You're uh, getting it as a standalone game, okay? Okay. So, this game was originally a mod from Half-Life 2. Just... All its VHS aesthetic here. It's an instructional video for the new people coming to the park. Uh, the latest update from the team says that you will not need Half-Life 2 to play the game. and now requires only Source SDK 2013, which is free and available on Steam! Uh, <laughs> yeah, but your, your heart wasn't in it that time. Uh, you know what? It, it's fine. It's fine. But Jurassic Park on. life, it, you could be a douchebag with aviator sunglasses patrolling a tropical island, which with is dinosaurs? probably swamp-ass hot with a bunch of creatures that would just like to nom on your soft parts for breakfast. Or lunch, I don't know. People aren't that delicious. Probably not that guy. He's a you know herbivore. But 
It's drawing inspiration from both the book as well from the movie on its locations, and oh, you'll play as a park those ranger. Little, uh, things. Yeah, you'll play as a park ranger, Robert Muldoon. Planned okay. for release this year, and it's a non-for-profit fan game that is not intended for commercial use. But it's an interesting project that these fans brought together, and they have voice actors who try to sound like the original cast. I'm not sure if they have a couple motherfuckers for this one. Um, but, you know, a Jurassic, Lo- a Jurassic Life, I would love to play this. Let me see. Did you say Here Robert Muldoon? Yes, Robert Muldoon. So do you know who, do you know who that is? And no. On the, uh, all right, look. Hold on. Do I don't. He might. Jurassic Park. Yeah. That guy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy on screen. Clever girl. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. That's Robert Muldoon. Okay. The guy that's hidden behind uh, Matthew here. He's this guy what? right here. That guy. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> Thank God for OBS. Um, but yeah, man, you're playing as him. You just. Fucking shit up, tranking dinos, man. But well, that looks. Yeah, yeah, and, you know. Then... And he was dead in the second one. He was almost as badass as Jeff Goldblum in the first one. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that because Jeff Goldblum is badass, but he's definitely something. I mean, he's a little strange now, but <laughs> yeah. So you've seen the Disney Plus show too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, who wouldn't want to visit Jurassic Park and see a gigantic Tyrannosaurus want to eat you for lunch? That's exactly what hopes and dreams are made off of. So, all electric cages? God, have we missed that man, Phil Hartman, and all. Why did Phil Hartman just show up? I don't know. He's apparently in Jurassic Park. <laughs> I didn't know he was... He was, he was pulled. <laughs> is he, he going to be in the scheme, too? I don't know. Apparently, Phil Hartman is a tied to Jurassic there. Park. Maybe he's the PR guy. That's why we didn't see I him wonder, in the movie. I wonder if, hmm. if his weapon of choice in the game, I'm not his, there, Never mind. No. His part was uh, edited I out. You alluded to it. That's that's good enough. But, um, no, I very, uh, I really wanted to point people out because it's a free thing that you can get. It's a mod. You may take a little bit of the you know, technic, technical hubbubaloo. But, but then you just call Chris and he says, you do yeah. this. And you Done. go, okay. Done. Beep, beep, boop, and it's fixed. Just call the old man. That's how we do it. How we do it. <laughs> I don't know. It's not working. What'd you do? I don't know. You know what they do? They call the Google, they call the Google number on her Facebook, and then Chris will answer, and then you just <laughs> ask him. Oh, I'm he, just soliciting him out like yeah, a hooker. Chris is a nice guy. He might actually help you if you actually do call him. No, he, yeah, that's the thing. He might actually help. He might. He is. He might actually. He might actually pick up, and depending on what time you call him. Don't he call. helped me set up my small business. <laughs> Don't call today. Clearly, he's yeah. busy right yeah. now. Yeah. If he's, he's not, not going to pick up. He's busy. He's busy. But this comes to the end segment, which we always end off the podcast with. Which I saw this <laughs> article. It'd be stupid from... to put it in the beginning and call it the end segment. Well, yeah, that's very true. But I saw this one from PCGamer.com, which was what game would you like to see tackle a different genre in that? falls right in line to one of our end segments, which is, kids, what if, what if you could pick a game and have it on a different genre? Which one would you pick and why? Elder Scrolls City Builder. Okay. All right. Little towns, make it like, uh, 
uh, banished or like the catastrophic events. You could have dragon attack. Oh yeah, yeah zombie plague. Getting, you know that could be something. Bandit attack. That'd be a nice city builder. Actually, I would really like that one. That would be uh, that'd be rather entertaining. Um, but they have a bunch of p- things here. Like XCOM is an RPG. Um, mm-hmm. That was one I thought was okay. Um, the one city builder I thought was Mario. <laughs> you build the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, that, that that could be cool. That'd be awesome. You could have little Koopas invading and shit. Little toadies uh, running around. That would be my choice for a city builder, would be the Mario. Although Elder Scrolls is a close fucking second. Yeah. Because you already kind of got that with Fallout Shelters. Yeah. But I would, I mean, there's not much. I placed a pile of rubble. So, like, Fallout really wouldn't work. Why is that shark? Jumping on that is Shark Eater. That's a game I mean, where you're a man eating shark. Right, we no. reported that last uh, couple podcasts ago. Okay, The Witcher, uh, your Wo Lang, Lo Wang, sorry, butchering thing. I don't like instead brag. of two swords and roach, you've got one sword and a ton of guns and a Datsun. And a Datsun, okay. Which Datsun? A what Datsun? engine does it have? A, a Datsun, how much? A Datsun? Datsun? A Datsun, not a dot. We're not talking dogs, we're talking cars. It's decent. But that would be an interesting. Uh, Vermitide. I played Vermitide Warhammer, um, which is that it's like a, a co op, it's like an online. You gotta have a lot of people with you. But having that game, Vermitide, as an actual RPG would be interesting. But what are your picks here, yeah. Kelly? What are you thinking for a different uh, game, but in a different genre? This is a really hard one. Like, I didn't have... I didn't prep for this one. Um, I would do... Oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles VR. Go check it out or shut up. Damn it, stop. I was going to say something more like... Uh, what was it called? Final Legend, of Z- Legend of Zelda Dating Sim. No? <laughs> <laughs> Legend of Zelda is the best franchise for me. I would go with Legend of Zelda. It'd be very popular in Japan. Zelda... Uh, RTS, um, where you build like Hyrule. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm down with that one. I'm down with that one. Now, Katarina, you had a pick in the chat. I did. I wanted to see Mario, um, a Mario Brothers RPG. Okay. Yeah. That could be fun. Like a true RPG. Mark was saying that they did have Paper Mario, which was an RPG. Not Mario 64, which is. I hear Paper Mario was really good. Yeah, I heard that like was good as well. You create your own avatar, but that it would look like it would fit into a Mario world. You could pick different species, but you could, you know, you're creating your own character to go out there, and there could be like kind of like you game. start an English world. You could be Chomp Chomp, the yeah. ball from the Ball and Chain. You could just be Chomp Chomp. That'd be kind chomp, of a lot chomp, more like Chomp in it. That'd be a very boring, that one would be a. If you were chomp, that'd be <laughs> That's a boring a build. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually all about servitude. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of like picking a zombie, but you know, spend your time. I just slowly post. walk around in hell. I'm gonna pick the guy that's in jail. So. <laughs> Although this is a good one, I would love to see Diablo as an RPG as well. Yeah, a flat-out traditional first-person Elder Scroll-style RPG. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Going through that's the terrible. dungeons. Looking like Diablo cutscenes. You know what I mean? You play Diablo 3. Those cutscenes are still fucking beautiful to this yeah. day. 
Yeah. So you're talking about Diablo uh, storyline in, in like a first person. In a first person RPG, yeah. Okay. I would like to see that. I would really like to see that. That would be because you see those beautiful cutscenes, and then it's like top down, bitch, ha <laughs> ha, and it's like fuck, I wanted that cutscene. Because now cutscenes are getting as good as the real game. So, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta have that kind of realistic don't play. Don't like cutscenes. <laughs> not, not, not always. Not if they're too no. long. If they're too long. Not um, when I can make breakfast, go to work, come back, and he's still going. <laughs> One time, he was playing Metal Gear Solid game. I went to sleep for eight hours, woke up, he's still sitting there watching the cutscene. That's too much to me. A bit. A bit. But it gives you a good time to nap. But I'm really thinking that if I'm looking at, like, I'm looking, what do you think about, like, a mobile game and making it a real game? Like, I would like to see. That's pretty good, too. I'd like to see an action adventure Clash Royale game. The whole Clash of Clans universe as an action adventure game. You pick your fucking person to play as, and you go through the story, and you fuck it, you fuck shit up. What kind yeah. of games would you group the, uh, like, what kind of genre were, uh, there's a few of them, I can't remember what they're called, where you actually are, like, castles uh, fighting, where you set up your defense, like a defense game. Uh, yeah, the defense. Tower defense. <laughs> yeah, tower defense game. Yeah, like, or like, you know, uh, like Stronghold. Stronghold. Yeah. Like that would be pretty cool as like a first person RPG as well. Yeah, yeah, that Always would. Defending your, like setting up, you know, running across, being a commander, running across the wall, telling them to get their arrows ready and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? One I also thought of though. What would you like to see Mass Effect come in as? I would uh, honestly, I want to see Mass Effect VR. Oh, yeah. mm. There's a lot of weird creatures in that game. You can even put it in the realm of the original trilogy. You're just a separate fucking soldier doing something else and going through normal actual soldier missions, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to kind of pick. But I would almost like to see that, just like a VR mass effect where you can see the chaos and everything happening around you. Here's here's another good one. is you take any zombie game, uh, like I'm playing State of Decay or Dead Island, and Walking Dead like, has a VR game Walking that's Dead. really yeah, popular on Steam right now. That'd be scary as shit. <laughs> it's really popular on Steam right now. I think it's called Saints and Sinners. And it's right. a VR game. It's Walking Dead. And it's getting overwhelmingly positive reviews. And it really has me itching, man. I really I need to get some kind of VR and try these things out. Half-Life, so Alex, and Vader Immortal. Because now I start seeing more of the trailers popping up on the Facebook of people playing Vader Immortal. It looks so amazing. So, VR, I think there would be a lot of really good games that you could pull over to VR and get a solid experience. Like, maybe you finally get a good Superman game in VR. Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) Superman N64 remastered for VR. Give it a chance! It's alright, I'm good. Hashtag that shit. Start a movement and a petition. It does stuff, apparently. Maybe if, uh, you know, Chris Roberts would make it, we would also (laughs) never get it. No. Yeah, no. It would be half finished. But, I don't know, man. I kind of like... I'll get to it. Yeah, I like like the idea of a well-known franchise. Because Gears of War did it. They went to Tactics, which is more like that XCOM 
tactic-based, turn-based style, and uh, the RTS. And it really kind of worked for them with tactics. A lot of people really uh, overwhelmingly loved it, and I think a lot more franchises can do that. You know, maybe you get a, a Need for Speed mechanic simulator. You have that douchebag millionaire who's just like, No, I said blue neon, you twit! Give it some realism. Maybe not. I but don't think I'm going to play that game. <laughs> I mean, you can... There's different things you can do with it, though. There's different things you can do with it. But... You know, I, I'm, I'm really kind of liking the, that end segment there. And if people want to go ahead and... We'd love to hear what you have to say. Pop it in the comments PJNWH.com. And uh, Jamie Rodriguez said, cool game. So, I'm really liking this. If you guys have a, an idea for an end segment, hop on over to PJNWH.com. Leave us in the message in the comment section and you, we will read it. And we will pop on the end segment and discuss... As always. And uh, we also end off this podcast every time with the thank yous. We want to thank you, Moisel Robinson, Steve Jones, for liking podcast number 129, Lug Nuts. You're going to want the latter. And Julia Ribeiro and Christopher Bristow and Benjamin May for liking podcast number 128, Stealing Segways, Bad Deadpool. And Kevin. As always, Kevin Farrell and Bob. So we want everybody to go over to pjnwh.com. You can find all of our promos up there and all of our podcasts because we got Let's Play with Your Pajangers every Saturday night as we go through the Elder Scrolls Online Graymore expansion. Every Sunday, you're going to find Lugnuts. Every Monday, well, you're going to find us here at the Triforce Podcast because I am one Matthew Bucherell, the Matt Man. To my left is Stephen Bucherell, big brother, with our mascot, Linky Doodle. And when you rub him right here, his leg moves. Yes, and people <laughs> whose legs are not moving when you rub them are right above us. Twitchy Wilson, Kelly Collins, and Catalina Thanskera. You remember that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know I what? Was, I was rather I just... I don't a, need to know. I was assuming. Okay. Yeah, no, I was assuming. And cat go Google as well. Well, I always promise it, and this is a long, drawn-out goodbye. Yeah. Thank you all for watching and listening, and we want to, we love you, we miss you, we want to see you next week. And game on, boys and girls! Bye-bye! It's hot as balls! I don't know. He's apparently in Jurassic Park. I didn't know he was... He was, he was pulled. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, Phil Hartman is a guy in Jurassic Park. Maybe he's the PR guy. That's why we didn't see wonder, him in the movie. His no, his part was uh, edited I out. You alluded to it. That's that's good enough. But um, but our our Iron Kelly has a. Uh, has a song. He's filled with talent. <laughs> they do. Like, share, subscribe below. This is awesome. Our Iron Kelly. So, here's a little story.
I made up a chord on the guitar that sounds like a soap opera chord. So if you ever watch a soap opera and like something crazy happens, it goes like this. It's like, oh my god, she's cheating on him. <laughs> I can't say I have watched a soap opera since I was like seven. <laughs> and I, I can't say that I've ever really. Well, no, yeah, yeah. Maybe not kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. when you're forced to and you Darla. had to. Yeah, was she was. She was killed. Well, Darla used to <laughs> do that, yeah. I'll we take have, your word for it. That's my dramatic something mm. happened in the soap opera chord. Okay. Well, you know what? That's uh, that's just the way it happens sometimes. Let's hear the telenovela version. I completely forgot what the word? goddamn news. The telenovela version. I don't know that one. He'll be back. He forgot the news. What is that? The Nutella version? Yeah. I love Nutella. That was the Nutella version. Great or a bagel. Then it was like the thing to do was to eat the Nutella. The Swiss, they eat oh, the more sun. of it than anyone in the world. Dogs and cats eating Nutella, living together, mass hysteria. That's right. Why is your elbow up that high? <laughs> There's some kind of artistic choice happening right now. I'm, I'm interested. Okay, I mean, you know. That's what we do. That's what our, we do. Our Iron Kelly is an artiste, Madame. <laughs> Yeah. What was it, two weeks ago? He built a floor in the background. Are you, were you on that? No, you weren't on that call. The floor you see here, it's nice, nice hardwood floor. Guys. Don't mind my drawings. Uh, hardwood floor. Everything is blurred out. Oh, wait. There are I can fix that. Okay. So there it's nice, go. it's nice hardwood floor. Uh-huh. I said, don't, don't mind the baby thing or my my work drawings, but yeah, the hardwood floor here. I as the podcast was going, I was like in the background listening, and uh, as he rolls uh, over his guitar, <laughs> there will be no more songs. Like guitar in the process. <laughs> I installed half the floor during our podcast. Oh wow! Yeah, I do make knives. I am. I have a forge. And you have a forge. Yeah, it's, it's not something you hear. Real Daedric Dagger. Go. <laughs> yeah. Not, Looks not, like this. Yeah. Go. Real one. Go. I do find it interesting yeah. that you make your own knife. It's a hobby. Did you sharpen mine? Because I yes. love my. Yeah. Yes. I've done that for plenty of people. They've asked me to do it. They give it to me and I sharpen it. Nom, that they wanted me to like clean and get all the rest off, and I made a mirror shine up and everything. Cool. You shined it, it real nice. Did it smell like sideways up his candy ass? <laughs> Wait, which wrestler was that? Uh, the Rock. Austin? Yeah, that was uh, Fuse- yeah future President Johnson. Um, but it was. My sister never watched wrestling, and I went to pick her up somewhere, and she came out wearing an SCU Stone Cold University T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what do you know about this? And she goes, what? I love Sean Austin. And when I tell you, 
Good old Sean. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, Teddy. Sean. Our ultimate wall janger, Teddy Schools, just threw up in his mouth. <laughs> Our Iron Kelly is in talks with All Matt. All right, fine. Hang on, where's, where's the earpiece, even though it's low? Our Iron Kelly is in talks with Matthew <laughs> Kennedy with a special <laughs> intro, uh, maybe even uh, he's suggesting a guest appearance. Uh, Our Iron Kelly out in the field. <laughs> well, I talked about that. Um, holes through this air conditioner room. Turn that crap off. We're shutting it off. Oh, God, we're shutting it off. It's hot. You will no longer hear us. And this is when there's a loud... Alright, buddy. Thanks for popping on. We love you guys. See you guys. Yep, later. But I tell you what they're going to want to do. They're going to want to click that subscribe button right there above my head. That's the best Purjangers film for you. And above, over there, well, that's just going to be all of the Triforce playlist. All, I think, 57 of them by now. You want to share the podcast? And you do want to share that. You want to like that? And as our main man Connor says, one punch. Bye. Ha <laughs>